What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Hot and Cold Fantasy Football Podcast. It is your host, Grant Horch, alongside my friend, co-host, and fantasy football analyst, Alex Kreiser. Alex, what is up with you? How is your week? What's up, Grant? I'm doing okay. It's a very fun week around the league. For sure. Uh, Guys, this is our last episode of 2020. Wishing guys a happy New Year's. I know it's been a long year. For a lot of you guys, but uh, Alex and I want to make this day a little bit exciting. So, as always, go follow us on TikTok at the Hot and Cold FF and on Instagram at FF underscore Hot underscore Cold. Alex and I are trying to get a lot of content for you guys. Um, let's just go into some news around the league. So, as you guys know, Dwayne Haskins has been released by the Washington football team. He also parted ways with his agent, and he went unclaimed on waivers. But there are some teams that have interest in him, including the Carolina Panthers. Uh, it's not looking like he's probably not going to sign till the season is over. But I think some team, a lot of teams are going to be looking after him, possibly the Colts. Um, so we'll see how that one plays out. Cooper Cup is unlikely to play Sunday due to COVID-19. And Jared Goff is also out Sunday. John Wolford will start. Uh, Jimmy Smith agreed to a one-year one-year extension with the Ravens worth up to $5 million. And also, you got to give some kickers some love. Former Bear, now 49, Robbie Gold, is signing a two-year extension, fully guaranteed, worth $7.25 million. Also, Dalvin Cook is out Sunday. Uh, his dad passed away. Also, Chad Hen- Henney is starting for the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, expecting more Chiefs to rest some players, including Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, possibly even Tyron Matthew. And Ben Roethlisberger is also getting rested. Other guys ex- expect for Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, uh, Marquise Pouncey, all to get rested. Uh, let's just get – let's just recap week 16. Uh Saturday night, Alex, is a big game. Uh, the Dolphins and the Raiders. Fitzmagic came in. People are saying he's the best relief quarterback in the league. Um, is two of the future in Miami. I know we disagree about this. I for sure. I for sure think two is the future. I think Tua is the next Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, whatever you want to call it. Just, yeah. He is so accurate. He didn't have the deep ball, but he's just so accurate. It's just there's so much potential. He's mobile. He's got everything you need in a quarterback as long as he stays healthy. And once they build a strong O line and good wide receivers, Miles Gaskins a good running back. They could, could be, yeah. They can be scary. And two is the future. I said it. I've been saying it all year that they should have sat him the entire season because a they are playoff content. They playoff contender. They made the playoffs. Now Super Bowl contenders. B this guy is an injury-prone quarterback with a terrible O-line. And then C, he's just not ready yet. And a year behind, one of the most veteran quarterbacks in the league would be so great for him. And, and now you have to bench him. Like, his confidence totally dropped from that. So Miami definitely messed up with how they treated a rookie quarterback. But he's the future. That's all I got to say. Um, I agree. I think he should have sat a year, but the problem with that was they have Houston's pick and they got to evaluate too. And they got to see if they need to draft the quarterback right now. I think they're sitting at that three pick, if I can recall. And I don't know, you compare. Okay. Think about this though. Jalen Hurts is playing better than Tua. Burrow was playing better and Herbert obviously was playing better. 
Gardner Minshew had better numbers last year than Tua did this year. Um, where I have to evaluate now what now what comes to my mind is you're gonna have to evaluate is Justin Fields better than Tua? Is Tua better than Zach Wilson, uh, Trey Lance, Mac Jones? That's where I see it. I think the Dolphins are gonna have a very interesting offseason. I mean, I don't think they're going to move on from two up, but I think you for sure have to evaluate, um, you know, the quarterbacks that are coming out of the draft. And we'll see how that goes. And for Fitzmagic, I mean, what a throw. That was that was such a good throw. I've never seen anything like that. Um, MVP Mitch and the Bears going to Jacksonville. They showed them who's boss. Uh, they've been – the play calling has really been stepping up with Bill Lazor. Uh, calling plays. They've been doing the bootleg. They've been pounding it to Montgomery. But this is one of the biggest offseason questions for sure. Mitch's future in Chicago. Now people are saying, well, they can franchise tag him. That's like a $20 million, $25 million deal. Or they could sign him to a three-year deal, a kind of a structured deal like they did with Blake Bortles after they lost in the conference championship game. But what I would do is, assuming they make the playoffs, I would sign him to a one-year, $15 million deal. And, you know, whenever Mitch comes back after getting done, we're always like, this is the most important game of his career, you know. This is really the most important game of his career, Alex. I mean, I, I, he's played really bad defenses for the past three games. He, he has the game at home in Soldier Field. Do you believe that this is the biggest game of Mitch's career? I mean, there's going to be more executive, look, executive looks, looking at him. It for sure is. If he if he goes out, wins this game, he's got a starting job in Chicago next year. That's for sure. Or anywhere else. I mean, yeah. I mean, but there there is you know you can bring up the excuse, which is true. He hasn't played a good defense all season. The last five games, he's played Houston, Minnesota, Green Bay, Jacksonville, all these terrible defenses. And then earlier in the season, he played Atlanta, Detroit, and New York. New York's all right, but no good defenses. So. But yes, if he goes out and wins, goes seven and two on the season, brings us to the playoffs after losing six straight, he he's got his starting job next season. That's yeah. for sure. I agree. It's to me very interesting off season to see how much he gets paid. We'll see how that turns out. Of course, I'm rooting for MVP Mitch. Uh, big game Sunday. We'll get to that later. Alvin Kamara went off for six touchdowns and won people many fantasy chips. But I was one of those people that had Alvin Kamara and lost, sadly. Well, uh, yeah, it was brutal because Mahomes, Tyreek, and uh, AJ Brown just couldn't perform, and Melvin Gordon. So that was disappointing. Um, Alex is just crazy. I mean, this is—I I think this what this was cooler than Tyreek Hill's performance earlier this season. Just I was watching the whole game just to see how many. It was touchdown after touchdown. One of the most skilled running backs in the league, if not the most skilled running back in running back in the league. This situation is gonna be really interesting in the offseason where he goes. I'll obviously go first round, but probably top three, but where in the top three, depending on who's quarterback next season. If Taysom Hill's the quarterback, he might drop a little bit, or if Drew Brees, he could possibly go one one or one two. Alex, how are you looking at that situation going forward if Taysom Hill is the quarterback? I think if Taysom Hill's the quarterback, he's a great, you know, late second round steal because they're, no matter who's the quarterback, Sean Payton and the Saints are going to get this man involved in the offense. He is their best player. He's, he's more valuable yeah, no, yeah, he's their than Michael player. Thomas. Yeah. And if that means, you know, 
giving him 18 carries compared to like 11, then that that's what it's going to take. Or getting him involved in the pass game, even with Taysom Hill, that's what it's going to take. Sean Payton will find a way to get him. So I love Alvin Kamara next season as a top 15 pick, no matter who's the quarterback. But I'm telling you, if Taysom Hill is that quarterback, he will drop way drop too like far. Yeah. And that, that's what you love to see. But if Drew Brees is the quarterback, the only person that I'm taking over him is McCaffrey, for sure. Yeah, I'm still having a tough decision. If I had the 1-1, one, one, who would I take? I don't want that pick this year. It just doesn't seem like a good pick because there's so many guys this year. Tampa Tom and Tampa Bay are clicking on all cylinders. Can they be a tough out in the playoffs? This is where I'm at this. I think I think it, they could be a first-round exit. I don't see them going far. If they have to play Green Bay the first round, it's, I, I can't see them going into Green Bay, going into Lambeau and winning the game. Now, I know they crushed Green Bay earlier on in the season, but, you know, Rodgers doesn't play that good in warm weather. It's going to be – there's been a lot of talk about this what, the past few days. It's going to be – it's going to be very hard to go into Lambeau and beat the Packers. Um, Alex, where do you have you, – do you have them making a pass the first round? Well, I mean, the first round, they're going to play Dallas, most likely, or the Giants, or football team, three not great teams. So they're going to win the first round, and then the second round, they'll play the one seed. The thing is, if the Packers win this game against Chicago, clinch that one seed, I see them winning the NFC. But if they lose, drop down to the two or three, whatever it is, I don't see them winning it. They got to go through most likely the Seahawks in the second round, and that could be in Seattle. Yeah. So this this is a huge game for the Packers, but about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, they're definitely a scary team. Shout out to the Tailgate Podcast who joined us one week. He's been saying all year that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win the Super Bowl, and it's not outrageous. Their defense has they have some really good players, young talent. They just don't always perform as well as they should. But that offense is scary. They got, I mean, well, we know who they got, but they got some big playmakers. Yeah. And with Tom Brady, Tom Brady always finds a way. He always does. So I think the Buccaneers are the second dangerous team in the NFC behind the Packers. It's hard for me to agree with that. I know the Saints aren't that good in the playoffs, but. We'll see how that goes. I still haven't made up my mind on that. The Saints, I feel like you need the first round by more than anyone else. But just because they need it with Drew Brees where he's at right now, just to get him fully healthy, so that'll be good. Jared Goss performs the past few weeks, and especially last week. I know he had a broken thumb, but he's been playing like a very below-average quarterback. John Wolford will start Sunday, as we said earlier on the podcast. And honestly, what is Jared Goss' future in L.A.? I mean, we know he has a big deal, but there's a lot of stuff that can happen this offseason. And speaking of the offseason, Alex and I have you guys locked and loaded through May. We're going to be here every Tuesday unless anything happens, so we're all ready. But let's just talk about Jared Goff real quick. I know he's been playing like a below-average QB. He has the O-line. Whitworth's going to be coming back. There's some talk about, like, he's not worth 30 $35 million. This draft, that draft, you know, Wentz is overpaid. That's going to be one of the biggest conversations of the offseason. And Matt Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford's future and their teams, possibly even Jimmy Garoppolo. So we're going to see all of that. But, Alex, if I'm the Rams, it's going to be hard to rally around golf at this point. I mean, this is going to be McVay's 
best coaching job of the year. They go in if they, if they win this game. Uh, I have all the faith in McVay. I'm not going to bet against McVay. But it's just going to be a hard game to win. And But the good thing on, on the Rams side is that the Cardinals don't have any film on this guy. He's never played an NFL game, so they don't, they don't really know what to expect from him. But, Alex, what's your take on Goff's performance this season and especially the past few weeks? Should, should the Rams, thinking about trading for someone or even trading him? You know, the problem with Goff, he's going to be really hard to get rid of with that yep, yep. huge contract. If they can try to trade him for, like, a fourth-round pick, whatever, that would be pretty much dumping him. I just don't see that happening. I see them riding with Goff until that contract runs out. And they, they went to a Super Bowl team. you got to remember that. So if he comes off this injury next season, you know, or if he returns in the playoffs, bounces back. Cause I, me going into this season, I love Jared Goff going into this season. I said, don't sleep on Jared Goff. He was so good two years ago. A top five quarterback two years ago. Yeah. And he sucked again this season. So – they they have to stick with him. They're not going to like it, but there's pretty much no way. And that's this Wolford guy. My prediction is that this Wolford guy goes out, balls out on Sunday. Saying that's my prediction, That's too. my crazy prediction. I don't know. I've heard some good stuff about this guy. Never played an NFL game. That's always kind of exciting. I don't know how to explain that. So, I think Jared Goff, his future in L.A., is not really that in trouble. Unless this Wolford guy wins them playoff games, which I just don't see happening. I agree. McVeigh's been really excited about this guy. I mean, he must be better than Blake Bortles because, I mean, they just signed Blake Bortles, but they they moved on from Blake Bortles uh, this offseason. They want this guy as their backup quarterback. Like we said with Wentz, I mean, he wants to get traded. The police and also have to give up assets for them to move Wentz because he's just going to cost so much money and they can't release him. It's cap jail. So that's going to be a very, situ- very interesting situation. But like we said, Alex and I are going to keep you guys all updated. So go check us out at the hot and cold FF and FF underscore hot underscore cold on Instagram. All right. Like we, uh, Bills became the first team to sweep the Patriots in the regular season since 2000. People can say it's an end of an era, but Belichick doesn't have a roster. Um, Buffalo's going to be scary. Alex and I are going to cast in our MVP P votes later in the episode. This bill seems looking scary. And right now, if they don't, if they don't have to, if, if Buffalo and uh, the Chiefs don't have to run into each other before the conference finals, I think they'll be playing each other in the conference championship. Yeah, the Bills, but, the Bills are scary. There's nothing more to say. They're definitely, my opinion, the second best team in the NFL behind the Kansas City Chiefs. And speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm quite worried if I'm a Chiefs fan right now because. They have won by less than seven points in the last, I don't know, five, six weeks, whatever. They have not looked great as of late. And they're sitting all their starters week 17, and then they got a bye. So going into the first round, second round of the playoffs, they have not played good football in like over a month and a half. That That's really scary. And the Bills are just so hot. Same with all these other teams. Look at the Ravens, um, the not Colts, but... These other teams are coming off Dolphins, these yeah. win streaks playing great football while the same thing is not happening to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I don't think it's that much to worry about. You got the best quarterback in the game, best tight end. They got so much weapons, but it's just a thought. 
and the and the Bills are scary. Bills are definitely yeah, and see, I mean, I'm just gonna say something about the Chiefs. Uh, not a lot of people are gonna think about this, but since they have the first round by, their game plan this week's gonna be their game plan next week's gonna be very interesting because uh, Sunday after the game's over, week 17, that's when people immediately start to fire their coaches. Sunday, January 3rd, and Monday, January 4th, and then Tuesday, guys. We'll, be, we'll have a new podcast. It's going to be about all the head coaching uh, openings and the people that got fired and if they got another job. So, But going to my point, Eric Bieniemy is that. He's one of the, head, he's one of the best candidates to get a head coaching job. Uh, everybody wants Bieniemy. This guy is going to be the guy. He's, he's going to for sure get a job, but he's in the interview during the, the first round by – so I don't know. Maybe it can affect their game plan. I don't. Bianami's not going to be around as much, and he might be. He might have a head coaching. He might be named a head coach of another team while they why they have while they have their first round by. So just something to watch out for. Like we said, Haskins was released from the Washington Football Team Monday. He went unclaimed on waivers. What teams? What team are? are what team are some good fits for Haskins? We said the Panthers have interest in him. I think. Uh, with Joe Brady and Matt Rule, that could be a good combination. But Joe Brady could get a head coaching job. We'll see how that goes. Alex, what are some other teams that you're, uh, that you'd want to see Haskins? I just uh, don't man. see this guy as an NFL quarterback. There's really no team that I see having a good future with the Wayne Haskins. Maybe he can be a backup somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he can be in one of those situations where he competes with a rookie quarterback for the starting job, whatever, something like that. But I just don't see a future with this guy. He just is not a good NFL quarterback. There's nothing more to say. You know, I could see him playing football somewhere in another league, but not the NFL. He's definitely not a top yeah. 32 quarterback in the highest, highest league there is. Maybe he can go with Johnny Manziel. Yeah, I don't sure. know. I don't know what the league was called, but maybe he can play with him. Um, MVP going into the last week of the regular season. Um, I think Rodgers showed a lot last night or a few nights ago, I'm having a hard time. I, I can't say it's Mahomes. They've just, he didn't have a great game Sunday against Atlanta, and um, he just didn't have a good game Sunday against Atlanta, and he hasn't played great really the past few weeks. He didn't have a good game against Miami. So right now, my MVP vote is going to, to Josh Allen. Interesting. What about you? How I see it is it's it's not an MVP vote anymore. I mean it's not it's not a race anymore. Aaron Rodgers won. Coming yeah. from a Bears fan, Aaron Rodgers won. He's gonna win. Forty four yeah. touchdowns, like four rushing touchdowns. Yards don't matter. It's all of the only things that matters are touchdowns and your record. That that's what it comes down to. And he's obviously you can put the Chiefs record in a factor, but the Packers team isn't exactly the best team without Aaron Rodgers. You know, when I like to judge how good a team is, I say, let's put a Carson Wentz on every single team in the NFL and what are their records. And I would see the Packers going about 8-8, eight and eight, and I would see the Chiefs going about 10-6, and 11-5. So the Packers team is definitely a worse team. And I know, I know the Chiefs are in the AFC tougher schedule, and they're still 15-1 or 14-1. But Packers, they're, they're, they're leading – they're leading their conference, and that's what they're assigned to do. They're not assigned to be the best record in the NFL. They don't care about that. So it's not a debate for me. If they go 13-3, and three, he might go for 50 touchdowns. That's what people don't realize, including rushing. And if he goes 
13 and 3, 50 touchdowns, that'll be like 10 more than Mahomes. It's not a debate. Josh Allen, that's an excellent point. Josh Allen has been a monster. He just had some really not good games from about week week yeah, five to right. week eight. It's I, I hear the, it's a little recency bias. I see, but it's it's it could happen. Josh Allen, if he balls out the next week, if he plays, you know. This is, this is where I go. This is where here's the thing with Josh Allen though. This guy went from an average quarterback. I, not a lot of people liked him going to the season. People thought he was below average, average. He's turned into all pro now. And the thing with Roger is he is all day, literally all day. People saw that Sunday night football game and where pro football focus had these guys. It's yeah. like one, two, like Lindsay was one, back yards on this guy had all day in Tennessee. I know Tennessee is a horrible pass rush. This guy had all day and Josh Allen. I don't know. I, I think green Bay is a better all around team than Buffalo and, uh, Josh Allen's playing like an all-pro quarterback. J.J. Watt, post-game speech. I wish we can pull it up for you. We couldn't today. Uh, I mean, he was just going off. I, he was telling people, he was telling, he was telling the, the broadcasters that, is, that you know, when you're, not, when you're not ready to play, don't play in Houston. And this Houston roster is going to look very different next year. I think, personally, they don't have a lot of cap space. I mean, Laramie Tunsil right now is worth the third pick in the draft. They traded the third pick in the draft and more assets for Laramie Tunsil. Um, so that was – I don't think that was a good trade. But, you know, Bill O'Brien was there. It's, I think it's going to be – it's going to be a, it's going to be an attractive job to have just because you have Watson. Uh, so, you know, you have a good quarterback. You're going into a good quarterback. So that's always nice. I think you can see the enemy get that job. But we're going to go to that – Next week, when we talk about all the head coaching, uh, head coaching places. All right, let's move on to playoff races and predictions and playoff scenarios. Alex, do you want to talk about a few playoff yeah. scenarios? I'll go through every everything: NFC, AFC, each divisions, all that. So for the NFC wild card, the Bears win; they're in. If the Bears lose and the Cardinals lose, the Bears are in. If the Cardinals win and the Bears lose, the Cardinals are in. So. We'll get into predictions a little after on each thing. So, NFC East, it's Washington winning in. If Washington loses, which I think will happen, it's going to come down to the Cowboys versus Giants game at 12 o'clock. So, that'll definitely be a fun one. Next, the AFC South. If the Titans win, they're in. But if the Titans lose, the Colts have to win. And then the Colts win the division, and Titans might not make the playoffs. AFC wildcard, all right, this is long. If the Colts lose, they're gone. But if the Colts win, one team has to lose. If, the, if it's the Titans, they win the division. If one team loses, they're the seventh seed. Or if two teams loses, they're the sixth. If the Ravens win, they're in. If they lose, they would need the Browns, Colts, or Titans, I believe, to lose. If the Browns win, they're in. But if they lose, they would need the Colts to lose if they lost. Finns, they win, they're in. I think they're pretty much a lock, but if they lost, they would need the Titans, Colts, Ravens, Browns, one of those five teams to lose, and I I would think that two of them would lose. Yeah, that's an interest that's interesting there. I personally think that the Titans will not make the playoffs. I think JJ Watt is gonna rally this team. I think he lit a fire under their asses. I think 
the Texans are going to come out and beat the Titans. They're the tight. The Texans are at home this week. It was a very close game last time. It went into OT. I got the Titans not making the playoffs. And also, I don't think the Cardinals will make the playoffs. I think John Wolford, I, I've heard some good stuff about this guy. I think that he will keep – it's the games at SoFi. I think, I think the Rams are going to win. I think the Rams and the Bears will be in the playoffs for the NFC. And then I think the Titans are going to lose. I think the Colts are going to win. I think the Browns are going to win. Think that, and I think the Ravens are going to win. And I think I think the Finns, I, I don't know about that game, but I don't think it will matter because the Titans already lost. Alex, what are your playoff predictions? I think I think that the Bears won't make it because I just don't see them beating Green Bay. David Bacchiarti has already went out and said that this game is personal, and the Packers are just such a better football team, in my opinion. As much as I love watching the Bears, I think they're a better football team. I'll be realistic, non-biased. And I I don't see the Browns making it. Baker Mayfield just got destroyed last time I played the Steelers. If Cam Hayward's out, if TJ Watts up, all those guys are out, which I just don't necessarily see happening. I feel like they would want to give him reps. I just don't see Baker doing anything against that defense. And I see Mason Rudolph and all of them scoring. No, Mason Rudolph is not going to do anything that different than Big Ben. He's going to chuck it down for five, eight yards every play. So the, the quarterback loss is not that bad. And I just see I just see Mason Rudolph putting up 17 points, whatever. That's all we would need. And I just see the Browns and the Bears not making it. The Bears and the Cardinals, as much as I love that prediction that we have going with Wolford going out there, winning, beating the Cardinals, maybe winning a playoff game, it's it's not going to happen. I just think Kyler. Kyler's, Kyler's not, not that healthy. healthy. Diop's not that healthy. Edmonds not that healthy. All true. I just Kyler's not gonna lose. He's so good. And they're in so far. I can't, I can't bet against McVay. It's tough too. I agree. I could see both things happening for sure. But I'm gonna go with the Cardinals win. Interesting. You know, we're gonna see what we're gonna recap week 17, and then next week Alex and I are gonna give all of our picks. And we'll talk about all the head coaching opportunities. I'm very excited about that because I've been researching a lot of that lately. Let's go into our game balls of the year. Uh, here's my MVP for fantasy and then my biggest bust for fantasy. And then Alex's MVP for fantasy and his biggest bust for fantasy. So my MVP for fantasy, I'm going to talk about Travis Kelsey. I mean, this guy's been playing so good. I mean, number one tight end. He is 150 or no, he is 70 more points than Darren Waller, who's a tight end too, and 150 more points than T than TJ Hawkinson. He is running back num and he I mean and he's the tight end number three. I mean, I don't I, I can't I've never seen a tight end have this season in my life. I know I know Gronk's had some good seasons in the past, but this guy, Travis Kelsey, has finished as a tight end one. Five seasons, in a, five seasons in a row. And for my biggest fantasy bust, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I know, guys, I know he popped off the past few weeks. I think he finished as the quarterback 9 or 10 on the season. I'm not for sure on that. It's either 8, 9, or 10. And this guy was being drafted second, third round. He was drafted to be the quarterback one. I mean, people had him over Mahomes. And for him not to finish as the top five quarterback, 
that's that that's a bust for me. But I don't. He didn't finish top seven, and what a disappointing season it was for Lamar Jackson. I know he won people some leagues, but I know he was a big regular season bust. Alex, who are your MVPs for fantasy and your biggest? I gotta go with Devonte Adams. As a Bears fan, I hate to say it. Kelsey's a great option too. That's definitely my number. 